how did we get off? Like, how did this happen? Are we talking about a male or female? Oh, but does it matter? Somebody did say to me once, though, you're just like a demon, we just can't call you one. <laughs> does it feel like we're just like stretching? To, like, like looking for loopholes in a sense. You get demoted, you work your way back up. <laughs> What do you get demoted to? Janitor? You're a greeting. You're on the greeting team. <laughs> we are back for another installment of our Puology Loopholes podcast. And um, as part of this installment tonight, I've got my good buddy Glenn here with me. I've got my boy Mike Mike Bueno, Frank the Tank. Mm-hmm. And my good buddy Juan, and we're going to be discussing church discipline. Church discipline. So I'd like to just kick us off and jump right in and just get started. Can we just do it? You, do you guys it. ready? Let's go. Um, there's this interesting little passage in Galatians chapter six. This says, "Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently, but watch out." Or watch yourselves, or you may also be tempted. Mm. That's six six one. Um, is that even possible? I mean, how do you, how do you re like? What's the reality to that? Like, how do you how do you go about restoring a brother gently? Like, I don't even. I, where do you have you ever had to do this? Like, have you ever been a part of this? Is this a reality in your life at all? Like somebody like living in sin. Yeah, you've had to go to and be like, okay, let's talk about this. Let's let's. How did it go? I did it to myself. <laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you was. You talked was to very gentle. He and talked I, to himself, and I'm pretty sure you was gentle. <laughs> he was very, very gentle. gentle. He looked in the mirror. And was like, <laughs> not like back here. Like back then, well, church discipline for you know in the Pentecostal realm was like you got to sit yourself down. If you know yourself is if you know you in some kind of sin, what like you know that if, was a thing in the Pentecostal yeah, yeah 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 so if you're like if you're singing if you're in the band you gotta like stop all that because you're in sin so I set myself down because I was what were you doing do? can we ask oh, come on man <laughs> <laughs> all right you don't have to say that so good but like we're <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, I mean, in the, like, I don't want to go into this whole theological point that we just got done discussing on another thing, but mm-hmm. to some extent, you don't even have to agree with the whole point, but to some extent, we're, we're shaped in sin. We're born in sin. We're broken in sin. So at what point do you decide? It has to be like a really blatant sin, like a really bad sin for you to sit it down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it can't just be like, oh, I just lied or something. But, but doesn't that enforce like the problem that we're talking about that somehow like we're categorizing sin and like, you know labeling certain sins is worse than others. No, I, no, I think it, what it is is if you're living in it, like you're indulging you're in indulging. it. You're indulging. You're just like, I'm all in it. Like it's, if you slip up, that's one thing. But if you're just like, I'm going all in and, and this, no, it just shouldn't be like that. But doesn't that have a problem too? Like, okay, I'm not, I know we're off on a tangent now, but so is that different? Like, are we only telling ourselves that in our minds? Like, does does the righteousness of God change whether we tried really hard and just slipped up versus we were just all in it? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's kind of silly. It's it's like it's all happening in our heads. It seems like. No, I th- I mean, there's there's plenty of scriptures that's you know encouraging us to to live in a different way. 
Abs- no, nobody's arguing that. Yeah, so nobody's I mean, so I think that's what it is. We're trying to do that, and when we not, then we feel like we're out of you know. Okay. Let me ask this: sanctification. What do you take from that word? Um. I oh man. I would just say, I don't know. I mean, the word itself, which is you know the the idea of being holy or made holy, but. I don't want to go off in the tangent tonight and deal with the whole like progression of holiness and piety and growing and morality and all that kind of stuff. Cause I think that's where the discussion ultimately goes and we end up bogged down in like a whole, like, can we do that? Can we not do that? Is that just a, a myth? Is that happened in our minds that it happened physically and not mentally and you know, all that kind of stuff. I think mm-hmm. that's just a, like a home thing. But when it comes to like dealing with somebody else's sin, right? Like you got a brother that's a sinner. We're going back to Galatians now. Yeah, I mean, but well, because the idea is church discipline, right? Whose responsibility is it? How do we do it? Like, when do we do it? And and if I know this is not like one of the highlighted passages typically, but when Paul says, "Hey," it sounds like he's saying it's it's the responsibility of those who are spiritually strong. Mature. Mature. Okay, mature. Does it actually use that word? I read it, but I don't remember that word. Mature. But it implies that word at least. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it implies the idea of maturity. So it, it, for the spiritual mature, we're, we're all like, somehow that's our role. Like we're, we're you're up, you're up. Time to like help your brothers out and deal with the sinful. It wouldn't just be the elders and the pastors. Is that what you're saying? That well, we're, I, we're I mean, all I responsible of each other. Okay. Right. I hope that's obvious. <laughs> Jiminy Christmas, you guys leaving yeah. me all the bad stuff for you. Yeah. You're like, go talk to Mike. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? Like, how have you ever done anything like that? You ever done anything like that? You ever gone to a friend and been like, dude, yes. Really? You blew it? His name was Juan. No, but but seriously, Glenn was one of the few people while I was going through my uh my situations at home that I was contemplating divorce. I really didn't go out and talk to a lot of people. Uh, I talked to like Gilbert and him. Uh, I talked to Wendell once and he was like, you got to make it work. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> but Glenn, Glenn very gracefully uh, and as well as the Gilbert were always encouraging me and giving me like passages and always, you know, um, trying to keep me accountable. Right. You know. uh, would you put that in the same category as like helping your brother that's caught in a sin? What does he even mean? Like, if he's caught in a sin, like, is that the words? Am I am I paraphrasing again? If you started committing adultery, dude, what would you do if I if you found out? I no, I, I got to tell you something. Yeah, what would, you, gonna, what gonna, would you say? What would you say? Yeah, you messed up. You better stop that junk. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's in the the spirit of gentleness, <laughs> yeah, bueno, yeah. But, oh, you um, want like the actual no, words like that he's, I would use? No, but like Galatians six one. How would you approach it in that yeah, aspect? You, it depends of on that the relationship, scripture. man. What would you what would you, you do? What would you do if you found out I was committing adultery? BK camp. Yeah, I would definitely discuss that. Um <laughs> be like and approach it, approach you, but but I don't I mean so when I think gentleness, I don't I don't think where it's like I mean it could be, but from what I'm seeing from what, what the passage says, it's not so much like what are you doing? Like yelling, but it's more of like I probably would do that. Yeah, well but, yes, but it's, it's, it's would definitely I, do that. I think it's more tempting just to talk about them. Just to turn to somebody else and be like, "Can you believe so and so sleep with so and so?" What? I mean, I'm just being honest. Yeah. Isn't that the more tempting thing? Yeah. To yeah, be like, yeah, "Can you believe yeah, be this tempting. clown is sleeping with yeah, so and so in the choir?" I probably would definitely tell my wife. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm good for not doing that. No, you're, you're keeping I don't, them down. Don't, I don't, don't, don't pillow talk. Like, 
You don't pillow talk? No. I don't. Yeah, I mean, serious. Yeah. I don't tell. I think that's a statement of unhealthy marriage. Yeah. No? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I think you should work on that. In fact, we'd like to restore it. <laughs> Let's show you how to go ahead and pass this gossip. Uh, well, listen. I, I, do you agree that it's more tempting to talk about than to two, to the person? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. That's Just easy. so much more. Right. You know, I, I, I want to bring up something because, you know, we, we kind of hit this subject, me and uh, Pinsky. I don't know what, what, the t- what the topic was, but I guess I had to be adul- adultery. But I thought, like, um, yeah, it was like, like it was so good what he told me that I told my wife. I was like, man, this is good. Mike said we 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 were, we were talking about. I think obviously we we're talking about adultery. We we're talking about something. But he says, you know, if I ever found out that you cheated on your wife, I'd give you a week before I tell her. And so I said, wow, that, that's like I wasn't offended by that, right? Because our culture would say, well, no, you're boys. Like, you know, you're yeah, like, man code. But 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 nah, it, it, it bro went, code. But it went Break pa- that, but yeah. but it went yeah. past the friendship, right? It, it was much more than the friendship. And so I yeah. said, okay, yeah. So I think that would be. A form of a restoration. In a Do you just think that's because your wife is more likable? I think so. <laughs> well, well, well. I think. I mean, I, I think obviously there is a form of friendship involved, right? Yeah. But, but we have a much deeper friendship than me than I would say him and my wife. Right. So I, I think. So. Yeah. <laughs> right. <I'm> like, yeah. <laughs> Better not be best with none of your wives. <laughs> <laughs> I don't be. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> what's happening? Uh, so yeah. So I, I felt like that was a like that would be something that. I mean, obviously, I think there's other ways to approach it depending I've, on. I've been so. Okay, so. Oh, man, I don't want to say this, but years and years and years ago, not recently, years and years and years ago, and none of you know these people. Um, I I did find I did have a situation where I had a, a, like two people at the church that were in an affair. Right. And. It was not gentle. My response was not gentle. I was so angered by it. I had never been so angry about something in our community. And I don't know why there was a lot of factors to it that led to it. I don't want to go into, but I remember saying the words, I will, I will burn this whole church down (laughs) before I let you, before I let you continue. That's what I said. Yeah. yeah. I will burn this place to the you know, ground. That's gentle right there. Well, you know, honestly, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, It wasn't gentle. Part of me didn't want them to res- be res- – not both of them, but part of me didn't want what I, what I felt was the offending party. Part of me didn't want them restored. Like I just was happy with – I was like – that's, so that's, that's my sinfulness, but I was just mm. so – by their sin, which the funny thing is, my sins are no better. But in that moment, I was like, "You, I detest you," mm. and I but wanted I think them that's gone. Understandable too. You know? I wanted them gone. I think it's understandable too. Like, like you're so enraged of whatever. But that is the opposite, though, right? Of a, of what we should be trying. to That's do. not what we should be trying to do. Yeah. Right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. But it is what I did. No, I know, I'm I know. That's admitting. okay. You know, you yeah. you repent, right? <laughs> I I don't even think I repented. In fact, part of me, come on, part of me still like try, try. Part of me still like, yeah. I'm still very proud of that. Oh, like I'm proud of, of of the misery. Oh, no, like the misery. The, of because I'm I'm not normally a confrontational person. Like I don't like to have con. You know me. I don't like yeah, to have yeah. confrontations. I don't like to be like it put in those positions. In fact, it angers me to be put in those positions. But then once I'm finally there, I'm like, if you, it's going feel like in. you pushed me over the line. <laughs> You're going in. What was the response? Were they, uh, like, they left immediately. But the, well, I'm saying, what was there like anger towards you back? Like yep. how? Did, oh, okay. So was there yelling as well? Uh, no, no, there was. Yeah, 
it was it was not a it was not my finest moment. It was a bad moment for me. Would you have handled it differently today? Probably not. The same situation. (laughs) Same situation. Probably not. Probably not. I probably would do the same (laughs) thing. That's part of my. But I think that's why I think we read a verse like that, and it's like, oh, it just sounds so simple. And then when you're faced with it, I think it's a whole different deal. Was it, it challenging? Was it because of the people involved? Or just yeah, the I think so. No, I think it had some, I, there was some backstory to it. You know, that's oh, what okay. I was going to say. I think your reaction has to do a lot with the depth of the relationship of yeah, who totally. you're going ahead and talking. Totally, because the truth is I deal with that kind of stuff all the time, and I've never had that reaction to another affair. I deal with people having affairs all the time. Have you ever had somebody come up to you and you just stay out of it? Yes. Yeah. I had a situation like that where uh, where somebody approached me about something that was going on in their relationship, and I was like, ah, this can just... There's just so many ways. It was the female that approached me out of the relationship. I was like, there's just so many ways that this could just go in a bad way. And they had just already, they had already talk, uh, talked to a couple of people in the church. And I just felt like there's enough hands already in the pot. I was like, well, you know, we'll, we'll pray for you. We'll, we'll keep in touch and, and see what happens. But I'm not going to actually call this person and, you know, try to father him mm. when we've already had people do that. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Like, you got to be discerning about it. Well, I think that's interesting that he puts a qualification on who should go and then how they should go and then the purpose of their going, right? So it's like, okay. You're talking about Matthew? No, well, in this one, in Galatians, he just says, look, you know, don't go if you're, if this is an area of weakness for you, whatever the sin is, Mm -hmm. right? That's what it sounds like. You know, don't go if you're weak, make sure you're strong. Um, And I think partly because. I don't know. I don't want to be too cheesy about it, but he's basically like, look, you know, you don't send your, you don't send the guy struggling with alcoholism into the bar to deal with the alcoholic, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's like, you know, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of like a, hey, you know, make sure they're spiritually wisdom. mature to handle it. And then the second thing is it's like when they go, their purpose is to restore. Yeah, to restore them not and the to outcome. figure out how to restore them, not to judge them, right. which yeah, I think I, is the t- temptation. I think that's the big part. You know, you don't want to let nobody who's on the erring side feel condemned or, um, judgment placed upon them. Um, we we no, well, you know that's Jesus. A, well, that's a funny thing, right? Like, so back it up. Let's go through this slowly. There is an element where you do want them to be confronted with how bad it is, mm-hmm. especially if it's a community bad, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, the, like I had the idea of an affair within the same church, like two people in the same church, and I've had this, gosh, more times than I can wish I could oh, count, and it's bad, but. It, because of the damage that it does in families and kids and then extended network of friends and all this kind of stuff, it's community bad. It's individually bad. It's bad for their own souls. It's like bad all around. Right. And so you want them to be confronted with just how bad this is. So you have to have these very frank conversations, but they got to be framed in a way that's not judgment, but Th- that's what I'm saying. Confronted with the sinful. Cause it isn't really what's being said. It's how it's being said. Yeah. People are of big, um, receptor of how things is being presented to them. And if it's presented in a judgmental, con- con- condescending way, they're going to be more hesitant or resistant rather than somebody who's coming um, with a more humbler spirit, um, more understanding, but at the same time as what you said, um, letting them know the realities of what's been done and um, the consequences of it. What if the sin is secret? Do you have an obligation to tell anyone? How would you know? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. you found out a secret. 
it's not community. It's not open in the community because this sounds like this sounds like, and we're inferring. We don't know. Paul doesn't d- say, but it sounds like it's like obvious to the community. And then he's like, the strong should go talk to him, right? Or the mature should go talk to him. But what happens when it's something that's hidden, and only you find out about it? Then do you go, well, am I strong enough? Or do you get to make the decision yourself? Do you go to somebody else? Like, how do you work that out? And then in our culture, nine times out of 10, when somebody comes to you to have like a thing, if if the slightest step is off, they just leave. Yeah. They just go somewhere else to some other Christian community and, and set up roots there. Reset. Yeah. And so that nobody does, there's nothing good about, no, no real church discipline happens in a healthy way. If the purpose of church discipline is to protect and to restore... It's not happening in our culture because it's so easy to go to the church down the road. Exactly. Yeah. So do we stop the church discipline because of that, though? Never. No. I, I think we got to figure out new tactics. Either that or we've got to like really think about how do we apply the idea of protect and restore into our culture because our culture is different. I mean, think about it. Paul's writing to the Roman church, but there's only one church in Rome. So if you get kicked, if you get disciplined and you're kicked out of the church in Rome, then you don't get to take communion anywhere. You don't get to, you know, you don't get to be a church member anywhere. You don't get to do business with the church members in that community. Like, it's a whole thing. But here it's like, you get kicked out of here, you just go to the Lutheran church down the road or the Presbyterian church down the road or the Methodist church down the road or whatever. Even convert to Catholicism. I mean, you can just go wherever you want. I mean, it doesn't matter. And everybody will take you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. They're not going to care. Yeah, but, but, but I, I don't think at that we, point, they probably won't even stop sinning. They'll just do it over there without anybody knowing until they get yeah. caught there and then go to, and another, then go to church. another church probably just take their their hoochie girl over there <laughs> yeah but don't you think if that every church disciplined then it'd be a point where they can't go anywhere yeah. if if they truly did it i actually think the funny thing is what you just said is what i actually believe and i usually don't go into what i actually believe but i actually send a massive email to everybody be like don't let this people in no i believe <laughs> church discipline only works when the global church does it yes when it doesn't there it's it's useless yeah everybody has to be on the same page i have a i have a friend um he's actually a deacon in his other church so we'll exchange like discussions and ideas and, right. and you know deacon <clears throat> stuff and uh, and he told me that in his church there was a fellow who went and i i don't i don't remember the details but it was they had come across like he wanted to be a member of the church, and so they they had came across that. I don't know if he, if he had abused his wife, oh dang, or but but I guess it was something like he justified it, mm. and so they were like, no, like this is like we're gonna reject your membership if you can't even like repent and you can't even apologize to him. It was something in that sense, yeah. And so like he wasn't admitting to the sin, yeah, yeah. He was like literally excusing himself. Her right. face so. hit my hand. <laughs> I tripped over and I tripped. And so he left the church and he went to another church. And they took um, him. And then, well, what, what happened was they ended up, I guess, whatever discussion happened, they called my friend's church and they said, hey, why did you not reject this membership? And they explained. I said, okay. So then they rejected him. Right. Mm-hmm. And then so he went to another church and the church called the other two churches like, hey, what was going on? And so, I mean, obviously, I don't know how far that went, but, but, what what he was saying was like it was just kind of amazing that all these three churches who were not affiliated at all, we still practice the same kind of church discipline in a sense where it eventually got to a point where he was just not, not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. Well, and how does that bring him closer to Christ? Well, I wouldn't say that he's not going anywhere. He probably still he probably is going somewhere, but but I think it confronts the issue, right? It's saying like, hey, this is a big deal. Like this is a big. You have to first say like, hey, yeah, it is a big deal of what you just did, and to say and not even admit. 
that especially if there's an abuse like which is the most extreme thing but but um it should eventually say well i think he should confront the issue of and saying well like any logical person i would think would question says well why am i not being able to go to the church like Mm. why am i not being why is the one taking me in it's such Mm. a it's it's such a difficult tightrope right because the 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 challenge here from Paul is go and restore them restore them gently, which is the goal to get them restored into the faith, right? But in order to restore them, for it to be an authentic restoration, they have to be able to be willing to be confronted with their own sin. In order to do that, you have to navigate that whole idea of like, are we going to agree and are you going to repent? Because this is an issue, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just so easy that that at that moment there's a breakdown, and a lot of that has to do with probably 50-50, right? Part of the mindset of the person that's being confronted. But also, we have to admit that there's people who do the confronting who don't do it well either, Yeah, I right? Agree. And so it's like, I man, agree. this is like... I agree. Really good churches can't figure this out. Like, it's like, it feels like this is like... I think it still needs to be done, though. Maybe they need some training or something. But, <laughs> we, need a, but we need sensitivity like training. training. Yeah. Sensitivity training. I wonder if there is like a training out there. We don't probably. Not. You think there is? I don't know. Like there's, a there's, 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 there's a church for everything. There's, there's, I tell you what. I tell you what. We ever came up with that? <laughs> like if we if we wrote the manual and came up with that and had a conference, we'd probably make some money. <laughs> 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 we make some cheese. I'm telling you what. Mm-hmm. Churches would be sending their deacon boards from all over the country, <laughs> talking about go down there and figure it out. Seminar. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. I just think that's weird. I find it interesting that that Jesus, he that's the road that he basically has us going. Yeah. It says, you know, go and confront him yeah. and talk to him about his his wrongdoings. And then it's like, bring a couple others. Yeah. Then it's bring the church. Yeah. And at that point, if he's not willing to repent, if he's not willing to accept what he's doing wrong, then just he's like a heathen to you. Yeah. You know, he's like, that's it. He's, yeah. he's got to, I mean, that's, that's, that's crazy that we're have trying you ever, to Have you ever been a part of a church that's excommunicated somebody, kick somebody out? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Remember, this is the guy who sits himself out. <laughs> this is so good. In the church. So I'm Real, pretty what, sure. What did they get excommunicated oh, yeah. for? Um, wow. Because anybody can hear this, right? <laughs> oh, uh-oh, man. Uh-oh. Oh, man. Have you ever been a part of one? Yeah. Separation, yeah. And kicked out, yeah, yeah. But what were they got kicked out for? Well, well, okay, so at, from from what I remember, because I, well, I was pretty young, and it sucks that Tony's not here because he could explain it, because it, it was his dad was the, was the pastor and was okay. the one who did it. Oh. But I think it was like uh, it was. I remember it to be like a like a gossip and and a slander, but it became like it was just like a group of like six, and it became like a group of twenty, like oh, on one wow, side, wow. and so like a faction in the church. Yeah, and so they just like like I I even remember to this day like they would call my mom and be like oh. So do you agree with what the, and I don't remember what the subject, it might've been Christmas, I don't know. But it was like, do you, do you agree with this? And it just, and my mom was like, like, and my mom, I remember like being like next to my mom and she was just like, you know, like just caught, caught off guard. Like she's like, almost in a sense like they're calling me just to like ask what I think about the pastor, you know? Yeah. And so then we, we kind of like, or I kind of like realized that they were doing it to, to multiple people. So I think by the time the pastor and then kicked them out. They, there was about twenty five of them, <laughs> like, and so it might have been a little too late. <laughs> like I'm saying, instead of those five or six, and so it was a it was a big thing because, like, yeah, they like literally they were like not allowed to be. But that sounds like almost like a like a whole like it, it that doesn't Faction. sound very yeah like a fact that doesn't like like, like Jesus's thing is almost like an individual. It's like yeah person yeah, yeah, boom yeah, boom yeah, boom yeah, you're yeah, gone. Yeah. This is like oh we have a group now yeah. we got to get well that's what I'm saying I think it's I think but I believe this started with like a very small oh uh, like one or two people about, yeah maybe I mean I don't know if it was like one or two because I, I remember it was like a, a couple like a husband and wife uh, type okay. of thing and then it just 
created this whole thing. It's awesome. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I've only seen. I people know they do that a lot in Jehovah Witnesses. Yeah, well, they excommunicate everybody over there. Yeah, I mean, um, there's only 144,000. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they got to keep the numbers yeah. low. <laughs> they got to meet the quotes. Yeah, they they got to keep them low, bro. I mean, come on, this thing's been, it's been going since the 40s or something. So you know they've piled up a lot of those. Oh, they've boy. given off all the golden tickets. Oh boy, it's bad. So you would you uh, handle you know, it different? Uh, sorry, I'm just saying. Uh, there was one thing that I was reading when I was reading that Galatians um, verse. It says, um, "Not only share the burdens with each other, but don't think you're too important to help someone because we're not really anybody. You know, we're thinking more of ourselves." And I think that comes to the point of like, who should go ahead and come approach the person? I think it's whoever's a brother or sister that knows about that issue, we should take it upon ourselves to address that issue if it's come to our knowledge and we have love for that brother or sister um, because I, it, it pretty this, much... This has brought, been brought up a couple times in this series of discussions. You're kind of alluding to something that's come up a couple times that I think is so... And I've tried to articulate this and I think it's so valid, right? Is that when we kick people out of the church, it's too institutionalized. Meaning that like, if you're getting kicked out of the vine church, like the vine church, right? Um, there's a level of that that's like, okay, that could be bad and that could be and like a weird thing in our community and that could be like a weird thing personally. But if you're going to Frank's small group, like and you meet every week at Frank's small group, these are your friends. And all, and then you're having an affair, right? And all your friends say what Mike says: you got a week to deal with this. Are you, or, or we cannot break bread with you? That is such a different deal. Like the, if you're willing to sever such intimate relationships, like I'm not talking about like a, you were part of a bad small group. I'm talking about a good small group, right? Like you were <laughs> in the small group and you liked it. You know what I mean? And you loved meeting with your small group people. Like these are people you like when you go on vacation. You're like. Let's see if they'll go with us, right? Like these are good people that you love, right? That is what seems to be like what works in church discipline is when there's an intimate relationship and you're willing to put the relationship on the line for the person's soul, so to speak. Mm. What do you think? So what, yeah. like, what do you do? Like, let's say that happens. If somebody from the group comes in and they're like, you have a week and he's like, all right. And then leaves his wife. <laughs> and then he leaves his wife. Yeah. Um, like, is there any rest? I'm getting like, is there any restoration there? You know, I think every, every case should be approached as like if I catch, for example, Frankie, you know, cheating, I wouldn't go up to him. I would go up to Mike and be like, "Listen, I caught this dude doing something. You should probably talk to him." <laughs> what? what? <laughs> because he oh, would receive. You feel it. like he has a closer relationship. Well, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think that's that dynamic. <laughs> yeah. Talking about dynamic. No, like, would you take it differently if I come up to you than if Mike does? No, it's true. Uh, um, I don't. Uh, me personally, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, yeah, I think I would definitely be more comfortable if he did it. I mean, don't get me wrong; there would be still an embarrassment and shame on both parts. But I think, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I would, I, th I think, yeah, I, w I would say that it would be more comfortable. Yeah, like him, him, I, him I, I see that. No, I think leveraging the relationship yeah. is powerful. Absolutely. That's and at that point, it's not gossiping. You still have the best interest of the person. You're just using discernment to like. So this is where I think it's changed, Mike, right? Like you said earlier, we need to come up with new ways, right? It used to be that at the time Paul's writing this, he's leveraging the institution because there was only one. You only had one option. 
right? So you're in a town or a city and there's only one church there. So if you're out, that is a big deal because now you're exiled from the, the Christian community. But that's not our context anymore. It's truly not. You just go to the church down the street. So the, I think the change that makes the most sense is stop leveraging the institution and leverage the relationships, leverage Absolutely. the community, the sense of community, right? Like if it's... So it's just about the messenger at that point. Yeah, I, we well, gotta, we gotta be careful the messenger, and it's 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 is is the messenger willing to risk the relationship for the person's love, right? Is to say, I think that's important. Yeah, you know, and and I've had and I've had that situation a number of times where, you know, it's one thing to go to talk to a brother or sister at this church that I don't, I'm not that close to. I mean, I love them as congregants, but it's not, you know, it's another thing to go to somebody that I that if I retired tomorrow and moved to Colorado, I would still call. I would still come see. I would still go on vacation with. I would still... That kind of person. It's different if I go to that person and go, man, you and I need to meet. We got to have a talk. Like, this is a problem. Yeah, That's just different. It is. And it at, is. at that level, that that's, I think, where you get, your, you get healthy church discipline again. You get people actually going, okay, you know what? I want to listen to you. I want to change this. So actually, some so what, so what Juan said is basically what we should be aiming towards. I think so. I I mean, like, think about it. In this particular situation, Paul's saying you got to decide who's strong enough to go. So obviously, there has to be some conversation or some thought or some wisdom that's used. And I think now it's it's the the wisdom needs to be, hey, um, who's closest to this person, and who is going to hear it? Uh, who who would he hear it from or she hear it from? Yeah. Most clearly. And let's deputize them to go. <laughs> would, would you would you say that there should be a point? And I'm just asking, but do you think that there should be a point where then we have to include the elders or the pastors or any form? You well, know? you know, the other side of it is that's the restoration side, and the other side of it is what Bill brought up in the first time we met, which is the protection side, and that's the protection for the body, right? Because the sins are having an effect not just on the individual but on the the body. There's a there's a public consequence within the body. First of all, the reputation of Christ, the reputation to the church, the rep, the 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 aftermath and the the influence. Yeah. And so that's the other side, right? And I think that's where the elders need to be mindful, meaning that they don't need to participate in every discipline, but it sure they sure do need to keep up with, hey, is the flock being protected? I mean, they're shepherds. Yeah, That's yeah. what they're doing, right? Is shepherding the flock. And so if something is detrimental to the flock, they've got to be willing to institution, like relationship, institution be damned. They've got to be willing to go and go, hey, this is a problem for everybody else. You know what I mean? I think I think they probably um, should be degrees to go ahead and have the elders involved. Like if it's something like on a, on a smaller, lesser thing, I think what Mike said. We need a chart. I don't know about a chart, but <laughs> chain of command. But but I think I think we you know common sense. We could hear it and know like if it's something like hey that sounds serious, you know, or hey like what Mike said, hey let's find out who's the closest with him and have a conversation with him at a later time. I think it's okay to at least just inform. And I think I said this on other podcasts. Like so, I think if someone in our small groups that I would say, hey, like I went with so and so and confronted, I think it's still healthy and should be like, let it be known like to the others, like, Hey, this is what's going on. My small groups, just informing you in case something escalates. And, and maybe a little advice. What sins don't we confront though? That's a good question. Yeah. That's a good one. Cause here's the thing. We, we've kind of just assumed it, that it's, 
our assumption has been adultery. We went, we went to adultery quick, so it's like it's a sin that involves more than one person in the church, and there's like a, a almost like a aftermath, like a a fallout that takes place with even other people because they're going to be related to them. So in that situation, we go no brainer, got to go deal with it, right? Mm-hmm. But what happens if the sin's just a personal sin? Right? What if it's pornography? What if it's drug addiction? What do we do then? What if it's just like... What if they constantly lie? Mm. Steal. What if they're greedy? Because that one of the things that we looked at in the first podcast was like, Greed, yeah. go deal with the greedy. And it's like, well, how do we assess who they are? <laughs> I think that's got to be very... You got to be able to tell. You can't just be like, I think he's greedy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be. You have to yeah, be 100%. Like, yeah, but yeah. how do you know? Like, yeah, greedy to what standard? Yeah, greedy to what standard? I don't know. Like, standard. he rolls up on a Rolls Royce and just, like, you know, doesn't feed anybody. Give <laughs> nothing. Like, I don't know. I don't know how that looks today. Yeah. I think back then that was a lot easier to identify than it is today. But I think, I mean, today we can see who's, like, straight up greedy. You think? I, I don't know. I don't know, I I don't know man. I think greedy I think people hide their motives a lot more better nowadays than they did back in the day when it comes to that factor well let me so it's so it's so funny right because think about think about the greedy thing um you know i know people like i know a guy a community guy that doesn't go to this church that is a like i would call you know a philanthropist a humanitarian of sorts who gave this large gift right um and he gave it to an organization that's does good work blah 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 we don't need to go into it but it was just so funny because one of the guys at church was talking with, and he's like, oh, my gosh, this guy's so amazing. The gift was so huge and blah, blah, blah. And I said, do you know what this person's uh, net worth is? And they were like, no. And, I, and we Googled it. This person's very famous, so it was pretty easy. to. I said, that's like less than a percent of their net worth. I said, but we have people that come in this church every week and give 10% of their net worth, and nobody's sitting around going, oh, my God, they're so amazing. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? Exactly. So it's very difficult to decide yeah. who is and who isn't because sometimes big numbers are not really big percentages. You know what I'm saying? And, yep. you know, it's like it's kind of a joke. I don't it's all relative. It's all relative. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah. So how, little, do you decide, how, tough. how do you decide the greedy, the angry the, the prideful. The prideful. Who's too prideful? Mm. I got to be top of the list on that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but I think, I think that those things are like, there's some red flags when you see some people, some people who are prideful. But do, do you ask communicate somebody for being angry or prideful? Or, I don't know. Or, well, or, okay, so what, what's the red flag? Like abuse what? Uh, well, I think one of the- angry and like beat the- be, I know you angry know. people that come to this church. No, no, no. <laughs> Nobody's best guy. Are they beating on their wife? Uh, <laughs> uh, he goes, I know. <laughs> the shaking count? Yeah. <laughs> I know very angry people. A- anger that produces, you know, no sin. That's very obvious, okay. I think. I think I think pride, I mean, is, I think that comes in all, in all shapes, shapes and forms. But I, I think, well, I mean, one of the red flag is like, so let's say someone refuses to apologize for something they did. Like, I mean, I think that's a form of pride. Like if you don't want to okay. say sorry for, you Fair know, enough. I think that's a thing so that you let's should say that's a, that's a, Give me an example. What would be an example of something like they did something they didn't apologize for? I don't know. Let's say they said, let's say there was a confrontation within, let's say a small group and they just went over the line and said something. I don't yeah. Know. They said something insensitive or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, and then they refused to apologize. Yeah. Or acknowledge that it was even something. Yeah. So what do we do? We send in a deacon for that? Well, I'm saying if we gotta find his best friend, can somebody claim elders in the form the elders? Somebody cool. claim him. But it, it, it feels like Paul believes, or at least the New Testament writers believe, that this is so 
this should be such an integral part of our spiritual development, the sense of community interaction on our growth. Like, I should be pouring into you. You should be pouring into me. I should be confessing to you. You should be confessing to me. I should be challenging you to repentance. You should be challenging me. It feels like and this is where I feel. Yeah. And yeah. this is where I feel we have a lot of work to go on that leg. Discipleship. I mean, we have a tendency as a church as a whole, and I'm not just saying divine individually. I'm saying the church community over whole of bringing people to Christ, letting people be led to Christ. But once they get to Christ, it's kind of like a free for all. Then people start wondering and they're not really sure where they should go and they're just floating. I think what will be a lot more productive and effective is if we was to have some type of um, guidelines to start molding and, and, pushing them in a certain direction so at least they know what they would have to do because a lot of times they'd be like, okay, I came to Christ. What's next? Small groups. You know, but what I'm saying is a lot of people don't hear that though. They say it on Sundays. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no. no. I'm, I'm talking about in general. We're talking about the vine now. Oh, Remember yeah. I said the church yeah, yeah, community yeah. as a whole. Yeah. So what I'm saying is that I think that's a big part that we should definitely go ahead and and pay more attention to. I don't know something. I think. Do you think that like that'll build a stronger relationship? Like what Mike was saying. Oh yeah, I think I think that's what it's all about. But well, we this, can pour more into this whole more. thing is about relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, I, the most important thing is the relationship with our Creator. But then it's between us. It's between our brothers and sisters, and and how we react and respond with each other. And um, if you don't know what to do and there's more mature um experienced brothers and sisters there um it would be good to get some cues from them as to what you should do yeah but relationships are you have to be purposeful about them so like for example us three like we meet for lunch but all three of us are when do you guys meet for lunch Jerk. Occasionally. Okay, so no, no, no. I'm feeling FOMO over here. <laughs> Mike, Mike, how many, how many lunch cold, dates man. do you have without inviting That's us? Cold, but but we're purposeful about it. You know, like we, hey, we're busy and we try to make time for it, right? There's a lot of people that you reach out and you reach out and you reach out and then you reach out some more. And if it's not on their part to want to be there, there's only so much you could do. That person, I'm that person, agreement. that person has to want it also. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Hey, uh, last question: What if a person wants to leave the congregation? Like they want to leave. Like you're not asking them to leave; they want to leave, but you feel like it's not in their best interest. Do you have a responsibility then? Yes. Yes. And that's happened. What to go to them and say you should stay? What, think- what's the reason for leaving? Well, people get frustrated. People get... Um, Let's say it's not a good reason. Yes. Let's say it's a petty reason. Yeah. Do you have a responsibility to go if it's a petty reason? Yeah. If you like... I, I would have to ask. You know, see what's going on. <laughs> I think yeah, you, let's say it's something stupid like, yes. you know... Miscellaneous. I, okay. I, I, it's give always stupid. Let me give you a... T- uh, totally... Uh, it's, it's always stupid. stupid. <laughs> it's always, it is, right? It, it is. God, love me. Is, so I had, I had one guy that left the church. I didn't know he'd left the church. I had reached out to him to like play golf or something. And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm no longer coming to the vine. I was like, well, we can still play golf, but whatever. <laughs> and I said, why Why are you no longer coming? He goes, well, in a sermon, you know, the last sermon I was there for, you mentioned going to the beach and drinking a beer. And I was like, number one, I don't drink beer. If I did, it was for an illustration purpose. <laughs> but I said, that's why you left? And he's like, yeah. 
Wow. I would consider that petty. That I would is, consider that petty. That's yeah. super no, petty. It was not Vieira. It was Jack Daniels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now that'd be <laughs> fireball. No, I'd probably be in. I mean, it probably know, wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Like, I've actually had both scenarios happen. I've had people come out to me and they're like, you know, I will call them. They're like, I don't go to the church no more. I'm like, okay, where are you going? Uh, you, you have to at least stay in communion somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And I don't make it like, oh, you have to come back. You have to come back. I'm like, you just have to go somewhere. I was like, where, right, wherever you go, I, I do make it a, per, a point to tell them wherever you go, you are going to find conflict. You are going to find people that are broken. Exactly. So wherever you go, it's going to be the same thing. Mm. And then they've come back. And then I've had others that haven't come back yet. So either way. But, but do you I don't ever, believe, do you ever, So you kind of feel responsible. You kind of feel like you should say something in those situations. I have. I talk to them. Yeah. I'm like, hey, like. I think, I think it's all has to do. It goes back to dynamics and relationships again. Yeah. If you feel love for that particular person who's going through that particular situation, maybe you should take it upon yourself to go ahead and approach that person. Uh, this would be great though, right? If you go, <laughs> so you go to him and you say, I don't think you should go. I think there's a problem here. Let's talk about it. Must be confronted with your pettiness, right? And then if they won't admit to it, you say, you should go. <laughs> you're out. <laughs> Sorry, you're excommunicated. Yeah. You, you know what? Repent, uh, I'm in agreement leaving. with you now. We're kicking you out. <laughs> it's like, no, you don't quit. I'm firing you. Yeah. <laughs> you're not quitting. I'm yeah. firing you. Get out. Oh, man. But I think that's a, a valid point. Like, I don't, I'm not, sh- I, it's so interesting to me that something that feels so, important to our spiritual formation which is all the you have to admit that the the amount of scripture on this is very small and it's left up to how we figure it out like it's like it's totally like almost going to look different in different locations be different in different locations of the body of christ and it's up to our discernment in so many ways and i think that's such a weird thing like so scary because so so much so many other things are concrete this is like now y'all figure it out figure out how you're gonna restore and protect it's just three steps one two three is it possible everything in between we gotta yeah is it possibly because of that because it's not that black and white and you have to use discernment as you go i guess so i don't know leave it to the liberal guy he he loves the gray doesn't he (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not liberal. Man. Fifty shades, 50 like, shades of gray liberal. over here. I'm not <laughs> sure, I promise. Fifty shades of one. Right. I'm like right in the middle. Fifty shades of one. That's so good. All right. Well, we can. They're all transparent. <laughs> it's only funny if there was video of you. This is true. <laughs> yeah, he's really white. <laughs> Red right now. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's as far as we can take it for tonight. And maybe we can come back and talk about some of the how-tos a little bit more. But love you. Mean it. See you guys. Love you guys. Thanks for having me.